have an idea in your mind of something you want, and you deserve to get it. So how do you get there? Well, welcome to The Idea Space, a podcast devoted to helping you overcome frustration and make what you want a reality. I'm your host, Jen Liddy, high school teacher turned entrepreneur. Now I'm a business development coach. It's my mission to help women bring their ideas to life and get what they want without feeling guilty, selfish, overwhelmed, or lost. Every week, I share topics, tools, and strategies to help you move toward that thing you want. Create time and energy to do the things you love, get clarity on what you really want and how to get there, and most importantly, stop feeling alone with your challenges. Whether you've wanted to create a better business, job, relationship, hobby, or self, I know there's something more that you want, and it's time you were able to get it with confidence and clarity. Ready to have it? Let's go. Hi, everyone. Thanks for joining me today. I'm talking to Katie Jeremko, who I met at an SU event where I didn't expect to meet anybody. And I wound up meeting several really interesting women there. Katie is one of them. And I've invited her on and she's given us her time to talk about how she took what her knowledge was in her education and made it something that she's excited about, something of her own. And she's completely transformed her life and she transformed the place that she lives. And so Katie, thank you for being here to tell us your story. I really appreciate it. I am so excited. I've been super expectant of awesome things with this conversation for like the last month or so. So I'm really excited. So I guess just quick background on me. I have a traditional industrial and interaction design background. So I'm in the product design world. And when I was in college, I worked at this great program at Syracuse University called the Student Sandbox, where I learned a lot about entrepreneurship, which dove me into some really cool other opportunities. I worked at NASA as the entrepreneur. I worked with their like open innovation program. Wow. And what we did there was we socialized data sets and we piloted projects between NASA centers. We sponsored events like Random Hacks of Kindness and we launched a huge global collaboration called the International Space Apps Challenge. So all in all, that experience really kind of formalized in me a desire to share human knowledge globally and to help other people become more creative in their lives. It sounds like I don't know a lot about what you do. It's not anything in my realm. So this is fascinating to me because it sounds like you take like techie, sciencey stuff and meld it with the human psychology stuff. Exactly. Okay. Another word that many people use is user experience, which is kind of more narrow in the digital product design world, but it is really using psychology and understanding the technical and business constraints to design something that people can use, like thinking about human factors. So from that experience at NASA, I started a 3D printing hardware company with a couple of the folks that I met there. And we just really started talking about how 3D printing wasn't accessible to the human scale. Everything is like desktop size and bobbleheads and toys. So we decided to build our own large format 3D printer. And the original idea was to print compostable toilets out of plastic trash. That was like our initial huge dream. That sounds like just a small thing. (laughs) Yeah, it was a big, ambitious Harry goal. So we just put it on Kickstarter and did the easiest possible thing, which was made the printer and sold that. 
And we ended up making a quarter of a million dollars, so $250,000. And we, it was enough for us to buy inventory forward and then build the machines for actual customers. So it really helped us start our Kickstarter our business. And then from there, we did a program in South America called Startup Chile, where we lived in Santiago, Chile for six months. And we, you know, it was kind of like typical incubator style, but being immersed in another culture was really good for us as well. And so, that was an amazing experience. And, you know, just now after six or seven years, we're finally getting to the recyclable material goal. Okay. Now I want to put a pin in this because your initial dream was this one thing, this recyclable toilet, right? Yes. Out of plastics. And six, seven years go by and now you're just beginning to touch on it because you had to have all these experiences in the meantime. Exactly. Yes. And this is what I want people to hear because everybody thinks, well, what happens is you tell somebody your idea and then you're like, but it takes so long to happen. That's what happens in real life. But what it looks like is happening on social media or on media in general is that everything happens so fast. Yes. But you're like hammering home my message all the time. Like this shit takes a long time. It really does. Yes. And even when we started getting traction, we still had to find our target market. It was still a period of us thinking that we would be servicing the entrepreneurs of the world who wanted to build their own solutions out of this. And we also thought developing countries would utilize this. And we were talking to a large soft drink corporation about piloting it in these really interesting areas, but none of those things panned out. We just kind of took as many opportunities as we could to try to get closer to the long-term goal. But it's been through like looking at grants and pitching at a lot of conferences and not being afraid of doing those things, even if you might fail. And we definitely fell on our face in the beginning a lot. It just really does take time. When you are suffering with these like peaks and then the valley and then the peak and then the valley, how did you manage your mind around that? Well, so when I did the 3D printing company, I left in 2016. But when I was there, and I still experienced this, the valleys often were feelings of like, I don't know what I'm doing. And I feel very incapable. And rightfully so. I didn't have enough experience going into it. I was very, very young at the time when we did that. And I still am. But it was like the valleys definitely are those moments where you're like, I don't know what this right strategy is here. I don't know how we're going to pay our salaries. I don't know how we're going to transport this thing across the states or whatever at Re3D. But then, you know, even just recently for myself, I'm in the services business now. I have a firm called Two's Complement with my partner Nico Valencia and we do digital product design. And our main service is consulting and services with clients. And it's a totally different ballgame than selling a product. Yeah. Because you're selling yourself. And so the valleys lately have been more of this struggle internally to kind of quiet those negative voices in my head and try to write them down or put them in a bucket or something because it's a lot different when you're not selling a product. You can hide behind the product. That's such a great point. Like when you're just selling yourself as a service... It's you. And if it's not going the way you want, it's so easy to like go inward and say, Oh, I must suck. Exactly. It's very easy to take things personally. And I think in at least one of the biggest lessons I've learned in the past year or so is just empathy, having empathy for the other person on the other side to understand why they're making the decisions that they're making takes a lot of the onus away from you taking that on personally. Yeah. Um, in business. But there are some things in business that are also personal. We work with a lot of entrepreneurs. 
for instance, and they their businesses are their babies. So when something doesn't quite go right with either like they're battling some kind of legal issue on the side or something, and we hear about the challenges that they're experiencing, it, it is personal for them. So yeah, it's a fine line. So what made you move from having a product-based company to having a service-based company? Thanks for asking that. Well, I think for me, so my career path has not been straightforward at all. I thought when I was in college, I thought I would go down the typical career path in design and work for a company and grow up into management and become a director, etc. Even when I was doing my company, I didn't think that that would be like my long-term thing. But I ended up really loving it and it fit me very well in my lifestyle. And then when I started working with some other companies in town, I actually worked with a company full-time for a bit. And it was a very different experience not running your own company and working for somebody else for a little bit. Did you find you were kind of a terrible employee? Because I always think I'd be a terrible employee at this point. After having my own business for so long, I'm like, I don't know if anybody would want me to work for them. I think I definitely ruffled some feathers because (laughs) I would take on a lot of responsibility that was not asked of me me and I would like want to be in the meetings. I want to hear what was going on. And I would like, you know, try to kind of like have a strategy for how I was going to make change happen or create impact. And I think forcing those things at a company is very different from having your own company because you're setting the rules of the game when you have your own. And so that change, I think, was challenging for me and for my boss at the time. You were kind of like an intrapreneur. They didn't know that they had hired an intrapreneur. Exactly. But I guess the big dream that I'm kind of working towards from that experience was I decided we we really did take a leap doing two's compliment last year. We started this consulting business because we have this goal together to pass on as much human knowledge as we can in future generations and to propagate that. And we have passion and talent around product design and delivery and technology. So coming together, we're using our skills to create products together. And that's our long-term goals. We want to get to a place where we can build our own impact-based products full-time. And so you know, right now we're using the consulting model to get there a little bit more rapidly. But our big dream is to do that. And it kind of stems from the idea that like in North America, at least, I think the average life expectancy is something like 78.4 years or something like that. So we really only have about 75 years of life on the planet, like on average. So when you think about it that way, there's only a limited amount of time, like life is so short. And when you think about sitting at a day desk, like your day job at a desk from eight to five every day, and somebody asking you to do things when you know you could be doing more, very difficult internal struggle. And then there's also this idea like of wasted potential and of being able to see the change that you can create, but not having the ability to create it. So I think for me, you know, going out and doing that on my own was important for the type of person that I am. And I think those early experiences have formed me now of like, I, I don't know if I can work for somebody else right. because I have that mindset. And you had these experiences so early in your life, like you started as an undergrad with these experiences, right? Exactly. Yeah. Those are your formative years as a young adult. And now you're realizing like this finite time that we have, you want to maximize your impact kind of thing. Exactly. And I think what I've done actually has been really cool is, have you heard of like the 5, 10, 15, 20 year roadmap exercise before? Nope. So you just write on a sheet of paper. It's a exercise. You just draw a line and then you divide it up into those segments. And you start off at 20 years. Like what do you want your life to look like in 20 years? And you actually put your age on there and you put the date and everything. And then you write out what you kind of want and then you work backwards from that. Okay. And then you can also work the other way to kind of fill in more fidelity. 
But that kind of exercise really makes you realize how fast time goes because maybe some of the things I want in 20 years, I could do in five years, but I'm not thinking enough about the opportunity that's really in front of me. So it helps me to really do exercises like that. Yeah. To just kind of think through. This seems like... I love talking to somebody who's... Are you in your 20s still? I am. Okay. So I'm 49. And so a lot of the people that I know who want to do what you're doing now are in their late 30s, early 40s, or 50s. And they have a very different perspective on this. They're more from the reactive place, like life has happened to me. And now it's time for me to do my thing, but I have to figure out a whole bunch of other shit, like the mortgage, the kids, the husband, like they're figuring it out from a different perspective. And what I love about your story, and I don't think it should be lost on anybody who's older, is that you're very intentional. It's obvious that you are thinking things through in a way that you're like, it's funny, like you're a product designer, right? But like you're designing your life. Yes, And I don't know if you have, I don't think you have kids yet. Do you? Mm -mm. Okay. So you're like relatively free. You're still young. And so it would be very easy for a woman in her forties to say, Oh, well, she's just young. She doesn't know. But that's bullshit because the way that you are intentionally going about designing your life, I didn't do that in my twenties. Yeah. A lot of us didn't do that in our twenties. And the fact that you're doing it now I agree with you. Something that you might say I could accomplish in 20 years, you might be able to accomplish it in 10 or 8, right? Exactly. Because you're so intentional. And what I think that it's so inspiring to listen to you because we can all be a little bit more intentional regardless of where we are at our age or our station in life. We should all be a little bit more planny about what we want. I think that's really inspiring. Thank you. That's so nice to hear. I do feel like what you said really resonates with, does life happen to you or do you happen to life? Right. And even that roadmap, like when I really look at it hard, I'm like, you know, I probably could do some of this stuff sooner. And so I think that's kind of an interesting aspect. But I do think sometimes about when I'm older and I'm not there yet. So I don't even know what kind of life experience I'm missing out on. But doing these exercises really helps me think about the type of person that I want to be. And if anything, it's not so much that I'm actually going to be that person in 20 years because tomorrow I could change. Sure. But it's more of the idea of like, I'm present in the moment of like, here's the legacy that I want to leave behind. And I'm going to act today in accordance with those ideas. And I'm going to try to be in alignment with my higher self just by kind of keying in on like what I envision for my life. And I think that's why that kind of exercise is helpful. But another one that that really saved my butt in the past is called Morning Pages. And I'm not sure if you've oh. heard of that before. This isn't based on the artist way. Is, yes. that, is it the artist way? Okay. Yes. okay. yes. So tell everybody what Morning Pages is. It is this book called The Artist Way. And it's kind of a workbook, but it is basically taking the sober sobriety model from AA and bringing it to creativity. And it's a 12-week period where every week you're working on like a specific problem like, oh, I have problems with finances or I have problems with intimacy, but they're related to creativity. And it helps you access like deeper things and the blockages, basically resistance, artist resistance to actually do things. Does she make you take yourself on dates? Yes. I remember this. Yes. Yes, exactly. So that's one of the exercises. But basically, you don't even have to really do the book. You don't even have to do these like Uh 12 weeks. The main exercise that she has you do as a preface is like every morning you wake up before you look at your phone, before you watch TV, listen to the news, before you even like really have a conversation with anybody. 
you journal for three pages of uninterrupted, just stream of conscious thought. So it can be poems, it can be random musings, it can be, you know, dumping and downloading yesterday and just kind of sorting through the muck. And she even has like a method for mothers, which I think is really cool of like incorporating that practice into a busy life of parenting. Yeah. yeah. So that book, it's really hard because even at first it's like, I feel stupid. I feel really silly <laughs> writing all this yeah. stuff down, but it really does help when you're processing your thoughts to see them on paper, to think about like, Hey, I didn't like that way that person talked to me. What's a way that I could have responding more to bring more laughter to the situation or yeah, it's really nice because our brains are much more powerful than we give them credit for. In both ways, right? Like for good and for evil for ourselves, we just have to harness the power set. And as an entrepreneur, you know that harnessing the power of your brain is so vital, not just for like the brilliance that you bring to your clients, but also just like the peace. Exactly. Because I don't know if you've ever experienced this, but sometimes I'm just like, can I just go get a job so that somebody can give me a paycheck so that I don't have to worry about anything anymore? Yes. And like the roller coaster of being an entrepreneur, like it really requires you to get intentional and manage your mindset. And so I love that you're sharing these tools of how you do that. Yes. Another thing, which is kind of a little bit more wacky, but it's from this character, Abraham Hicks. I don't know if you've heard of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A little yeah. silly, but I do like some of the... I'm into the woo, so yeah. bring on the woo. <laughs> yeah, the woo, woo, woo. Yeah, I mean, open-mindedness, right? So he has this practice that's like looking at the grid of your life. And it's instead of like sometimes a vision boarding when you're cutting out little um, ideas of what you want. And it's like, here's a mental picture of like this. I want this umbrella. I want this vacation. I want this kind of house or, you know, things like that. It's a little bit different because using the grid, you like think a little bit more high level and then you let the universe fill the details in for you. Oh, I like this. I think that's one of the biggest things that I... And I learn all this stuff from YouTube. So I just like (laughs) look it up on YouTube, get inspired. But it's kind of the idea like that the universe will fill in the details. You just have to have that intentionality high level. Yes. Enough and believe it at your core. I think it also does come down to like deep-seated beliefs and about oneself. And I think when I was at the full-time job a couple months ago, I was in this position of resistance for probably six months to a year. Did you know you were in resistance? Because I think that's a thing that most people don't know. I did, but I think I was acting out of fear and it wasn't awareness really. I didn't like know, but I also didn't know what to do Yeah, because I was like, well, it's like a great company in town and it's great benefits and I'm working on something that could be meaningful, but... Like all the bullshit excuses. Exactly. And But what I noticed was I wasn't like waking up with excitement. Like there are little things that you notice that I don't think right away I noticed, but looking back, I have the awareness of like, these are the signs that I wasn't living out of my true life. So it was like waking up without excitement. I'm like eating junk food. I'm like stressed out about talking to this person. I'm annoyed that I have to do this project or, you know, just little things like that. And not to say that we should want the perfect job, like no job is perfect, but there was a lot of feeling complacent and also like feeling like I was empowered to make the changes that I wanted to make and to have the voice that I wanted to have as well. I found myself often sitting in the back of like conference meetings, not speaking up. Like tamping yourself down. Yeah, exactly. Because I was like, just wasn't an environment that allowed me to be like the best version of myself. And so I noticed these little things and I resisted it for a long time because of the practicality of my logic, which was like, (laughs) you have a stable job and you're in a great city and you know, you can use this opportunity to learn and you're surrounded by great people. But the truth was, it just wasn't the right fit for my personality. And I was scared to take the leap. 
But then I finally did. And as soon, it was still a little bit of period after I took the leap that I felt resistance of doing it, of saying like, man, what did I do? I made such a mistake. But then there was like a period I remember of actually I was journaling and it was kind of like my meditative moment where I just decided to claim it and say, you know what? Like I feel deep inside of my heart and my soul that this is what I'm doing and this is right for me. And then I'm going to make awesome things. And I know I'm kick-ass. I'm not going to stop and doubt myself constantly. No, it's just like, these are the ramblings of every single entrepreneur. And what you're saying is you worried and worried and worried. And when you just decided yes, and you claimed it, then the ease came. Yes, The resistance left. Exactly. And I found that also when I'm working with people, I do a little bit of branding work. It's not my favorite, but I do do a little branding work. And I notice sometimes when I'm doing that, that there's a lot of resistance in the same way because branding is identity. And some folks are like really afraid to claim it and to say like, this is who we are. This is what we're doing. Or this is who I am if it's a personal brand. Yeah. Owning it and just like owning it and being confident. And it's just the resistance of not wanting to close all the gates of opportunity. But really, once you zero in on one opportunity, more opportunities flourish because it's the idea of like perfection almost. I think of like the idea, at least in my mind, I'm a bit of a perfectionist. So I have a mental picture of like my perfect life and like having all these products on the market and, you know, making passive income, etc. And the reality is like there is work that you have to do to get there and trial and error. And you might make a lot of mistakes And if you don't do those things, then you'll never get to the point of even close to perfection. Your previous point about it took six years for you to go from an idea to getting started on that thing, you like is a great thing to go back to. It's a great point. Yes. That you you've already lived it, like you've already seen it in your life, right? Yes. I had a similar moment recently where my coach was like, you are not going to call yourself an accountability coach anymore. You're going to call yourself a business development coach because that's what you do. And she said, you have to stop working with women who don't have any money and who don't want to pay you. And you have to only work with women who are already in a business and want to take it to the next level. And I was like, but what about all those women? And she's like, but they don't, they can't pay you, Jen. She's like, you give so much free shit away. They'll do what they can until they know that they need to like tip into like, you know, higher end stuff. And so recently I had the same moment where you were like claiming it, you know, because I put out on a post I work with women who are, and then I just like named the kind of woman and it wasn't, Oh, do you have an idea? Are you at the beginning? Are you like afraid? It was, Hey, do you have a business and you feel a little scattered and you don't know how to scale? Like it was very claimy. And I was like, Holy shit. Yes. I just did it. Yes. Cause once you do it, it's like, it's out there and you can't erase it. And what about all those people I'm alienating? All of those people who still need me, right? Yes, exactly. Because it's like you're alienating other opportunities that could turn into something amazing. But without the focus, it's like you'll never actually move. Yes. is at least like It's almost like when you have a GPS and you're trying to decide where to go for lunch in a new city or something. And you keep not wanting to like miss this spot or miss this spot. And you don't set your GPS. You're, you're going to end up yeah. like going around in circles. You'll never get, you'll and never eat. You'll never eat. Essentially, you'll never get to lunch. If that's, if you can't choose, you'll never get to eat lunch. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, so funny. We're having the same experience at different levels of our life. So tell me more about your business now to see. So how is it going? How do you feel about it? Do you wake up excited now? Yes. So I love it for several reasons. 
The first is my schedule is awesome. Lots of flexibility, which works awesome for me. So I can get up, have breakfast casually, work on some emails, maybe like work for a couple hours and then go to the gym. And then I can work a little bit more. And then if there's something that comes in late, I can work on that. And then if I work too late, then the next day I can take off. And for me also, what's kind of cool is just now I'm starting to get excited about creating different business deals or structures, which isn't something that I've ever been as excited about before. But it's the idea of like, there's always a win-win out there with you and the person that you're working with. I love that. And it's really fun to find that. And the third reason is my partner, Nico, is incredibly supportive and very like encouraging of me being the badass that I want to be, which is really cool. And I think that's totally something that I feel really lucky to have. And I, I hope that other entrepreneurs have a support system like that. But it's really nice to actually go through some of these cycles with somebody else. Totally. Because it's so isolating, isn't it? Sometimes. Yes, it is. And I think the the challenge in the beginning, I kind of touched on this, was just the resistance I was feeling at first of like not knowing if this was the right decision. And it was really tough because at first, like every single question that people have for you is, oh, do you have work? Are you guys getting work? And in the beginning, it was really hard because I was still even like internally like, is this right? Before I really had claimed it, like we talked about. And so that's always hard with a business. People obviously want to hear that it's going well. So we almost actually decided to go back to our full time jobs, but open up a new department together at the company. It was an amazing opportunity. And we actually decided it wasn't right because we've been getting so many more open doors. And it seemed like there was actually, it just didn't line up properly with what we wanted to do. And so we had a moment of like almost refusing the call of this adventure and going back. But we decided instead to just charge on forward. And as soon as we did that, we our business really started to like pick up. Yeah. Gain traction. Exactly. And it was... I think I've experienced that other times in my life where I've had a crossroads of like that Pocahontas path where it's like... In the, I forget the exact uh, <laughs> like song lyrics, but she's at this like crossroads in the river. And one way is the like charted course very wide and the other is like kind of this stream that has she's like well i think i'm gonna go along along this and robert frost has that as well all right is the road less traveled and so i think it's kind of one of those ideas is like there are always going to be opportunities to go down the path of normalcy and what everyone else is doing but then there's also the option of like really claiming and i hate to go back to that but like really deciding on what you want oh it's everything that's why you keep going back to it because until you decide the word i use to describe it for my clients is like they just circle the drain like it's just constant considering you know like they're constantly on the edge of just going down the drain or it's a form of hell to just not decide right so I think that's vital that you keep going back to like the knowing and the claiming because that's how you're in alignment you know what to do next exactly you trust exactly yeah and so we're working on some really cool full stack apps now and really cool like we've kind of figured out even more focus of what we're doing so we build alpha and beta apps, which is, I'm really excited to talk about it because mm-hmm. we finally, you know, we're not just like one stop shop for everything. This is the specific thing that we do. We niche, right? Yeah, exactly. And you're going to get really good at it the more you do it. Exactly. Which is really exciting. And it's cool for us because that's what we want to do with our own products. So if we can kind of get this model going and figure out all the kinks and work all the kinks out now, then when we do our own and we've already started, we have like, probably three different ideas that we're, we're working on on the side. It's hard to find the time to do that though. I bet. And so 
Yeah. It's just like a cool point. It almost feels like the word that I would describe is breakthrough. Like this feels like a breakthrough year in many ways where opportunities are just coming up and coming up. Like for instance, like we're having an awesome conversation about this and it helps me to feel fueled about going forward. And I'm excited to like approach the day and work on more stuff because this is like what I'm doing. And yeah, it's your zone of genius. And having the conversation with you is encouraging me to do that. And I I don't think that we would be having this conversation if I was still stuck at my day desk. Yes. And this is what fuels me and my heart. So it's little things like that, that feel like breakthrough almost. And that's kind of the word that's been resonating. And then the other word that we kind of were talking about last night was discovery or like figuring it out almost of like, we found a thing, like a eureka moment of this actually works. Like we're actually surprised that the way that we're selling our services, this actually works and we're actually delivering value, which is really exciting. Well, that's the whole point, right? Like that's what fills us up as entrepreneurs. Yes. So you're talking about so many things that every single entrepreneur needs to hear. And your journey is so similar to the people I work with. And so I'm really grateful that you're being so vulnerable and sharing it because everybody thinks it's just them. Because people like I have the benefit of talking to people all day long. Like I know the ins and outs of this stuff. I know that it's not just an isolated journey, but it's like your journey is every entrepreneur's journey. So thank you so much for sharing it. Not only your insights, but also some strategies that you use. And the point that I really want to make is that you at 20 something, without the tether of a job and children and all that other shit that will come your way and will be awesome. Yes, absolutely. But everybody experiences this. So whether you're in your 20s or you're in your 50s, like We all have to deal with the same shit. And if we don't deal with it, then we stay stuck at that day desk job. It's like stale water. Yeah. Circling the drain. Just circling the drain. I love that. I love that idea. Katie, thank you so much. You were so generous. How can people follow you guys and get inspired by the work that you do? We have our website, which I can send to you. Twoscompliment.io. And then our... It's T-W-O-S, right? Yes. T-W-O-S. And then compliment is with an E, not with an I, Exactly. It's like complementary colors. Yeah. People still can't spell that right though. (laughs) Oh yeah, I know. It's a very long email as well. So it's twoscompliment.io. Yes. I went to your website. It's really cool. I was like, how do they make those people floating in space? I thought it was really like a testament to whatever brilliant technological geniuses you two are. It's a little preview of the delight that we like to bring to the product. That's exactly what I felt. Yeah. And then our Twitter and we use that to kind of just write about things that we're passionate about. Okay. I'll post it below then. Perfect. Perfect. Katie, thank you. Is there anything else you want to share or say to people who are on this journey? Yes. First and foremost... Be confident about who you are and who you want to be. And if you don't feel confident about it, start writing about that and like who you are and find allies, find people who really support and love you to tell you repeatedly that you are that thing. I think it all comes down to beliefs and the universe will provide if you truly believe in something. Totally. Thank you so much. Yeah. I appreciate it. Thank you. Bye, Jen. Bye. Thanks for joining me today. You can access more free tools and video trainings at www.jenliddy.com slash free sources. That's F-R-E-E sources. If you found this podcast helpful, I'd be so grateful if you subscribed and gave a review. And if you have a friend who'd benefit from today's topic, tool, or strategy, please share the Idea Space podcast with her. 
That way, together, we can help more women achieve their dreams and take action on their ideas. Isn't it time we all were able to get what we want? Join me next week, and remember, right now, all you need to do to make your idea a reality is take the very next step you know how to. Bye! This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM. Women's voices amplified.